0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, Career Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight purpose-driven Asian leaders making an impact. This is your host, Priyanka Kumla, joining you on our 103rd episode of Career Leadership Podcast. A big thank you to all of you for the continued momentum. And as a reminder, do subscribe to us on YouTube by following me, Priyanka Kumla, or our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page. We're also on LinkedIn. For all our podcast lovers, do hit the follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a review and a rating to help us understand how this podcast is helping you become a better version of yourself. I have a very interesting guest today from India, from the southern part of India, I should say, Bangalore. And with me is Yatarth, who's joining us. Hi, Yatarth, Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Priyanka. Thank you for having me.
0: Such a pleasure having you on the show, Yatarth. And to our listeners, you might be curious as to who Yatarth is. So let me tell you a little bit about his background and his achievements, which are a ton. Yatarth Murthy is a 15-year-old Bangalore boy. He is a TEDx speaker, two times Limca record holder for singing the most number of national anthems. Well, believe it, it's 260 countries' national anthems. And he's rightly calling himself an anthemologist. His talent has been published in local and international newspapers, and he's rightly here on the show because I want to unveil him to the Asian diaspora outside of India as well. He's a recipient of Keladi Chinnamma Asadarna Pratiba Award from India. He was one of the six outstanding students from around the world at the STEM U program, which was conducted by the New York Academy of Sciences back in 2019. Well, as you've heard clearly, he's a recipient of many awards, and one such prestigious award he's received is the Top 100 Global Child Prodigy Award in January 2020, and he's also been recognized as one of the Top 10 Child Prodigies of India, who's made who's made the nation proud globally. Well, Yadav has such an interesting portfolio of work, and I thought what better way than to bring him on the show and learn from him so we feel inspired to do better things for us and for the globe. Yatarth, we're super excited to know that your aim is to be an ambassador and represent India at the United Nations and I'm so glad you're making small steps by being part of the India corporate social responsibility team as well. So welcome again to the show. How does it feel? It feels amazing
1: to be here. Um, I've been looking forward to this interview for a while now and I'm happy to be
0: here. You know that's very interesting and you know something that you would learn from Yatharth is, for the few minutes we've chatted, is he's so humble, irrespective of the amount of achievements he's had, which I just read it out. So Yatharth, I should ask you this: How do you stay so humble and grounded amidst, you know, being a fifteen-year-old kid who's just a uh, who's just trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life?
1: I mean. Um... Usually, like, I always thought, like, once I become popular, um, I mean, all that paparazzi and everything was going to be there. But then I realized that um, I really just want to on with my life. All these achievements, all the laurels I've been getting, um, those are definitely going to, those are definitely impactful for me. But I always like to stay humble because um, that's what I feel is right. And I always, like, you know, I don't, like, show off or anything. And- that's why I like staying
0: humble a lot. You know, that's very cool. And I'm so glad we are here to talk about you and the wonderful work that you're doing for the Indian community, as well as inspiring a lot of young kids around the world. Now, I'm very curious about the word anthomologist. So tell us a little bit about how how this word came into existence and how this resonates with what you do.
1: Um, I mean, I... Came up with this word uh, when I was beginning learning, beginning to learn national anthems. Um, I always thought of how, you know, you have sociologists, geologists. How about I come up with a profession which has something to do with anthems? So that's when I came up with the word anthemologist.
0: You know, that's very cool. But going back, you know, a couple of years ago, how did this idea come about to sing national anthems? How did it all start?
1: Well, this was when my Hindustani classical music teacher um, he taught me the national anthems of four countries on the keyboard. Um, these were India, Sri Lanka, Nepal, and Japan. Um, once he taught me these national anthems on the keyboard, it sort of lit a, spa- uh, lit a spark in me. And I could feel the respect and emotion I had for these national anthems. So once, I mean, I kept on practicing to learn these national anthems uh, on the keyboard, and when I went back to my music teacher to request him to teach me more anthems, um, he unfortunately didn't know anymore. So after that, to make the best use of technology, I um, resorted to YouTube and Wikipedia and they became my teachers for learning the rest of the anthems. So um, like before keep before um, performing a national anthem at an event, I keep singing them in my
0: mind. You know, a couple of interesting things. I'm so glad you took the spark about learning anthems as music all the way to actually starting to practice and sing them, Uh, you know, what has helped you practice and, uh, you know, sing all these national anthems? You know, one thing that I clearly see is you have a lot of willpower, but you also have a lot of memory power to remember all these different national anthems. So tell us about some of the skill sets that you practice every day to do this amazing singing.
1: I mean, every day I do practice the national anthems, but um, I mean, now, now, of course, it's coming easy for me. Um, I'm able to get um, the lyrics and everything correctly, but I must say, I must admit that initially when I was beginning to learn national anthems, it was um, a little tough because I wasn't able to get a couple of words right. Um, Sometimes I, I would mess up. I would not get the accents correct. But now, of course, I kept on, as I kept on learning national anthems, I developed several skill sets, um, linguistic mostly, um, while learning these national anthems. So um, now, of course, it comes easy for me, and I'm really happy to sing a national anthem anytime.
0: That's awesome. So I'm just curious, how many national anthems exist? I know you've done 260 of them. How many more are left?
1: Um, There are no more national anthems left. I'm still waiting for one more to come up.
0: And which one is that?
1: I'm not too sure yet. Um, I mean, I have also created my own national anthem for my imaginary country, but um, apart from that, (laughs) there's nothing else.
0: You know, that's interesting. So you have an imaginary country in mind. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, um, I created this like one country a couple of years ago. Um, I named it um, the People's Republic of um, Petersburg. So, I made like this whole airport, a map and everything, and I also created a, a national anthem for Petersburg, and I sang it at my first TED Talk.
0: You know that's pretty cool. And you know, doing a you know singing adventure at a TED Talk, that must have been a very inspiring way to help people really reflect on the purpose of national anthems, because you know, I remember growing up in India, Yhark, we used to sing those national anthems on special occasions like Republic Day, Independence Day. But you're taking it as a step forward, as a goodwill ambassador. How does it feel so people understand the importance of national anthems and what exactly it is trying to convey?
1: Um, I mean, it is pretty important. Um, even we, during, um, when we used to go to school physically, um, every Friday we would go to our, to our assembly and sing a national anthem. Like we have, would have an assembly you know about the current news and everything and that was the one time during our whole week in school where we we would sing the national anthem and I always like singing the national anthem mainly with my friends mostly because we all like sing it together and it's also really um, satisfying as well that we all sing
0: proudly. You know that's very impressive. Now let's talk about social entrepreneurship you know that's something that you are really focused on. How do you see social entrepreneurship as a 15 year old young future citizen of India?
1: Well, I mean, social entrepreneurship, I mean, it is to raise funds with like, individually or with the help of corporates. But for me, like, I am passionate about environment, the environment, clean water and sanitation. And most most of the times I'm involved in social causes. So, I mean, as a social entrepreneur, it is, um, it's a really good feeling that you're able to give back to society, you're able to help out in society. And um, that's the feeling I get every time whenever I do a social cause. And it makes me happy, you know, not only as a social entrepreneur, but most of times as a human being that I'm doing good for someone and I'm making someone's day.
0: You know, that's very interesting. And you're part of the India Carpet Social Responsibility Team. Tell us a little bit more about your role in that.
1: Um, I'm the um, Ambassador for Peace and Positive Change for India CSR. Um, I have done projects like um, giving out sanitary napkins and distributing noodles as well. And there also I'm doing um, social causes as well.
0: So how do you see your future? Do you want to be part of India's CSR movement? What exactly is in your mind for the next few years?
1: Um, For the next few years, um, the one thought I've always had in mind was to be the um, Sorry, to be the youngest ambassador of India to the United Nations. Um, that's one of my ultimate goals, I would say. And I mean, it's always going to be a dream for me to actually represent India at the United Nations and probably one of the biggest things for me. So that's my that's what I have in mind for my future.
0: And why do you think it's important to be a goodwill ambassador representing India to the United Nations?
1: Um, well for once for one being a google ambassador is important because um you're spreading the message of, of social causes and secondly secondly um being I, I mean i got the idea that i want to be an ambassador of india um, to the united nations once i met mr sayed akbaruddin um he was the ambassador of india to the united nations um he um he stepped down his post a while ago um i understood his job really well i interact with i interacted with him when i was when i was in new york and um i found his job really intriguing and i also wanted to have the honor of representing india at the united nations
0: you know we're so glad to hear that and we wish you all the very best as you look at spreading the message of kindness and peace across the world representing india thank you priyanka so tell us about your experience where um You've been recognized as a STEM professional, one of the outstanding students by the New York Academy of Sciences. How was that experience?
1: Um, That was one of the best experiences for me that I've had. Um, I I got recognized as the... um, stem u mentee of the month for like the work i had done with um the new york academy sciences program um junior academy i mean stem You sorry so um we had to work work with um other mentees from around the world and we had i had the honor of being one of the mentees who had a full scholarship um, to attend the summit in new york and um I was like completely happy that they, I mean, I remember every second of it, it was like around 12 o'clock and I got the news that I was actually the mentee of the month. So I was on cloud nine at that point of time, I would say.
0: I'm sure it's it's one of the many accomplishments that you're all set to ace going forward as well. I have an interesting question for you. You love playing sports, especially a sport called Lagori. Two things about it. So tell us more about the sport that you play and why that is important as part of your personal development
1: um i mean i really like lagori um, mainly for the fact that it's fun i mean a little bit about lagori is like um there are two teams and there's a stack of two stones. One team has to hit the stones and once they hit the stones, they have to run away. And the other team has to hit one of the team members before they arrange the stack of stones. So I always play um, Lagori down, down in my apartment complex with my friends. And it's really fun because we play it um, nearly every day. And moreover, like I like it not only because it's fun, but it's also um healthy. I mean, if I can't go for basketball practice, if I can't go out to play with my um, friends somewhere else, I'm always over here playing lagori. I mean, it's always my all-time favorite sport.
0: You know, that's very interesting. And to the listeners who are not very familiar with the game lagori, it's also called seven stones, uh, which might ring a bell in some of us. Now, to delve a little bit deeper into sports. You know, Yatharth, as the generation has evolved, uh, you have so much of technology right at your hand tips, right? You have your iPads, smartphones, and children of your age are getting exposed to it from a very young age versus just going outside playing with your friends in nature. So what's one thing that's really helped you by playing sports in terms of teamwork or in terms of, you know, getting to interact from a social perspective? What is one thing you've learned? Um, I played
1: several different sports. Um, I mean I was introduced to sports at a very young age. Um, I mean I've done swimming, basketball, paddle, tennis, I mean you name it, I've done this sport. And I must say it's definitely taught me a lot. Um, not only like individually but also as a team. I mean, from communication to the team chemistry to the trust that you have in your teammates, it's definitely taught me a lot. And um, One of the most impactful um, sports that I've ever played for me is basketball and Um, lagori. I feel in these two sports, it's important to have um, team chemistry.
0: You know, that's very interesting. And, you know, leadership skills, building teams, having the collaboration are crucial skills as you ace the professional ladder as well. So I'm so glad you and your set of friends are building that from a very young age. What is one advice you would have for the younger generation, the Gen Zs, the millennials? Um, I would
1: say that we we don't have much time to save our planet. I mean, um, we have climate change taking over already. And the only thing like we can do as Gen Z, like taking the baby steps, we have to obviously follow the three hours, reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, there's also a fourth R which is um new. Now, apart from you know taking the baby steps, we might also have to um, start projects in regard with the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. Um, this is important because a um, little bit about the SDGs. It's basically 17 goals that was created by the United Nations in 2015. And the aim of these 17 goals is to achieve all of them by the year 2030. Um, now these goals might be zero poverty, zero hunger, life on land, life underwater. It may be any of these goals, um, and I've been I've been working on several of these goals. But honestly, we have to start working on these SDGs, like I said, and also start up with projects. Some of us might be really passionate about it. Some of us might want to get involved with someone who's um, working on these sustainable development goals, and that's very important if we want to. Save our planet, and this is the message uh, I give to Gen Z.
0: I like the four Rs: you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, as well as renew. You know, that's something that each one of us have to continue to remember. So, thanks for spreading that message to all our live listeners. This is your chance to ask any question to Yatharth, and one person gets to meet Yatharth one-on-one as well to get to know his work and. Be inspired by him. So feel free to drop your questions in the chat box if you're watching this on LinkedIn or YouTube, and we'll get it answered right away. Yet, yeah, something else that I'm also interested is your work as a young entrepreneur who's focused on rocks for recovery. Tell us a little bit about that initiative.
1: I'm um, sorry, Priyanka, could you repeat yourself? Uh, you sort of froze there.
0: Sure. So. One of the thing, one of the initiatives you're working on as a young entrepreneur is Rocks for Recovery initiative. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Um, well, Rocks for Recovery was created by Mrs Denmark. was started by Mrs Denmark World um, 2020 and. Uh, her name is Miss Rebecca west Hensiger and she's also, the re- she's also representing Denmark in Mrs. World 2021. It's going to be hosted in Sri Lanka. Um, her parents were addicted to drugs, and I mean, they are now 30 years sober. And she has seen how difficult it is for addicts and their family, and now for substance abuse is seen amongst ki- young kids and the youth. So through Rocks for Recovery, we are spreading the awareness um we are also educating people about drugs. And there is a road to recovery for it. And there are also people to help out. So for Rocks for Recovery, um, I've been, um, I have been representing Asia for a while now to spread the awareness.
0: You know, that's a very intriguing way of giving back to the community, uh, especially for the Gen Zs. I'm always impressed by the kind of initiatives that the next generation of young entrepreneurs are taking head on. So thank you for all the wonderful work that you do. As a quick reminder to our listeners, you can also drop in a quick hello and the country that you're tuning in from and get a chance to be acknowledged on the live show. And if you have any questions, anything that you want to share with Yatarth on how inspiring his work is, feel free to chime in through the comments as well. Yatarth, I'm curious, how do you handle low moments in your life given the amount of accomplishments and achievements you have under your belt?
1: Um. During my low moments in life, I mean, I mean, obviously, I will be sad if something happens. Um, but in that sort of time, I mean, I assess the problem first. And in order to think of a solution to the problem, what I do is that um, I basically listen to music. Music for me is the stress buster. I always listen to um, Country Road most of the times. And um, the other thing is... Um, listening to motivational videos and when I say motivational videos by inspirational speakers and one of my favorite is Kobe Bryant he's once he retired from basketball he's also been giving a lot of inspirational speeches so that's the two things I do during my low moments.
0: You know it's always nice to look at legendary sports stars uh, you know on how they can continue to inspire us through their legacy. We have a fun rapid-fire round for you. Are you ready for it? Yep. you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following, and in one word, who's your role model?
1: Um, my parents.
0: What's your favorite national anthem?
1: India. What does happiness mean to you? Um, happiness to me. Ooh, um, I would say happiness to me is being kind-hearted.
0: How do you define success? Um, achieving your dreams. What is one fun thing about your that's exclusive to our career leadership podcast listeners?
1: Um, I would say I'm a prankster and I tell jokes. So uh-huh. there's
0: another there's another dimension of you outside of the you know the the very professional yatharth that we see on the live. What is your native language? And one. Uh, word- my native to describe yourself in it
1: Uh, my native language is Telugu and one word to describe myself creative
0: and do you have a Telugu equivalent of it
1: um not too sure about that I'm not entirely fluent in Telugu
0: you know that's pretty cool and you know creative I'm, I'm I'm thinking of it you know somebody who's who's visionary and who can imagine things just like your imaginary country right so yeah I think that's just a great way to sum up who you are as a person. This is fantastic, Yathar. I'm so glad we had a chance to connect. And I've been following your work as uh, you know, as somebody who's very focused on social causes, be it climate change, be it about uh, corporate social responsibility, representing India in several of these different forums, being a TEDx speaker. So you have multiple channels in which you're spreading the message. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on the show so you can continue to inspire Gen Zs, millennials like us, you know, as well as other generations, where we feel that all that you need is willpower to focus on an issue and to rise it all the way up. Do you have any parting thoughts to our listeners before we wrap up the show?
1: Um, I mean, thank you for having me here. I mean, it was it's been absolutely great to be speaking with you. And I mean, subscribe to I mean, um, subscribe and follow the career. Um,
0: podcast. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we continue to bring amazing stories like Yatharth. Uh, you know, people who are different from, you know, the regular, uh, the regular stream of guests that we get. So we always love to spotlight such amazing young entrepreneurs as well. Thank you, Yatharth. This was a very interesting episode for me personally, as well, to get to know more about your work. And one key takeaway on episode 103 with Yatharth Murthy, Bangalore boy who's a static speaker and focused on being an anthropologist, a corporate social responsible person representing India, is team building is very crucial in all stages of life, be it sports or be it profession. And two, something that I've learned is listening to music is a wonderful way to soothe ourselves as well as find solutions to a lot of our problems. And three, dream big. You know, be inspired by people who are doing great things and follow their footsteps, which is what Yatharth wants to do by being a goodwill ambassador for India at the United Nations. We wish you all the very best, Yatharth, and thank you so much for being on a show.
1: Thank you for having me, Priyanka.
0: Thank you. And to our listeners, I hope this episode of Career Leadership Podcast with Yatak Muti was inspiring. So we have the free session that's still up for grabs. All you have to do is drop in a quick comment or a quick takeaway, and we'll keep the session open to pick one of the lucky winners from our replay session. So you can post your comment on YouTube or LinkedIn, and we'll pick one lucky winner in the next couple of weeks. Until next week, which is Sunday 1 p.m. Eastern Time which is uh which is when our next episode is going to be telecasted live this is your host Priyanka Komla signing off from Career Leadership Podcast a podcast to spotlight purpose driven asian leaders making an impact until we meet next week please give us a like and a subscribe if you're following this on YouTube if you're watching this on LinkedIn live follow me Priyanka Komla and a Career Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn for all the podcast lovers Follow us and leave us a review narrating rating so that helps us understand how this podcast is helping you become a better version of yourself. Until next week, everybody have a great weekend. Thank you, Atar. you.